0: Imagine building an organization that provides not just for you and your family, but for the families of hundreds more. A brand recognized as a leader in your field. Why is it that some leaders are able to inspire a team and have a profound impact on our world, while others attempt to beat their teams into submission through micromanagement and managers who, regardless of title, are not leaders, costing their business to lose great talent and resources through attrition and toxic culture, ultimately running a great brand right into the ground. There is something else at play here, and we want to know why. It's your brand. Protect it. Protect it from both the outside and inside of your organization.
1: Welcome to Brandology Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, alongside co-host David Morrow. We explore great leaders, great brands, and the reasons why they succeed. We also take a look at stories of toxic cultures and the fall of some iconic brands. We'll play brand trivia and interview some of the leading entrepreneurs in today's business world.
0: Thanks for joining us today, welcome to the episode and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. Welcome everyone to Brandology Podcast, this is your host David Morrow in the studio today the world headquarters studios of Brandology in Indianapolis, Indiana. I am here with my co-host Mark Mosher, remoting in from Louisville, Kentucky. Mark, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, David. Thank you. Is today a choice to do well? <laughs> Every day is a choice to do well. You know Mark. Why motto. is
0: that? You are the, Mark is the most positive person I've ever met. <laughs> He's inspired me. I've inspired him. We choose to work together. We do
1: very, yes. very well together. So yeah. what
0: what what is it? Well I explain the, the attitude. Happiness,
1: happiness and attitude are a choice. Right? It's not a result of circumstances. It's a choice. So you make the right choice and then you stick to it. I today like that. Today I
2: choose, yeah, and today dude, I
1: choose it to, to be a good day. And so far it's been a pretty good day. A couple it little has been
0: a, It but has been a good very good day. day, unlike the last couple episodes when right. it was <laughs> what I termed a dumpster fire. So that's really that good. And I believe your grandfather gave us some wisdom through you, and that was. Son, you can be the ball or the bat,
1: but <laughs> you get to choose. Days. Yeah, some days are the ball and some days are the bat. So try to choose correctly. I love this that. Also, the man that used to pat me on the head and look down at me and say, "Boy, you got a lot of quitting." You. A lot I of never quitting. Did that, in that you. When I was a little <laughs> kid, I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> oh, that's
0: funny. So today we're very excited. We have Aaron Sikorsky in the uh, studio today. Aaron, welcome
2: hi thank you so much for having me i'm excited oh, to be on
0: great we're oh. really excited to have you so tell us let's start from the top tell us who you are tell us what you do and then we'll go from there how's that
2: all right sounds like a good uh good place to start a really My simple is...
0: simple question
2: <laughs> yeah the most basic information i hope i can nail this one because yes. everything down remember here. your
0: name remember yeah. your job <laughs> Okay, I <laughs> yes. got this podcast, man.
2: Got it. So my name is Aaron Sikorsky. I'm the Chief Executive Officer at the Wellington Group. I have been here now 19 months, and we are a wealth management firm um, that's comprehensive. We focus on process and education with our clients. As simple as that.
0: Wow, that's impressive. So CEO, like, yes. uh, okay, how did that happen? You look like you're in your 20s. So how did that happen? Explain (laughs) that to us. Like, 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 explain for the listeners the arc. Like, how did it grow? Is that okay?
2: Oh, please. Yes. I think that's the question that I've been asked most often uh, since uh, coming into this role. And I give all the credit to start at the top and then work backwards. All the credit to the founders of this firm, Tony Bonanno and Tom Cates, I think it speaks a lot to the direction that they see our firm growing to bring in, you know, at the time, a 37-year-old female into the role of CEO and for Tony to put his trust in me with what is essentially his fourth child is what he calls the firm, so his fourth baby, and uh, to make decisions together. So I'm very honored to be here. Um, I grew up, yeah, I grew up in a family business, uh, very entrepreneurial. Um, have had a job almost all my life. So I've always worked, even when in school. Um, Started in the industry when I was still an undergrad at an Edward Jones office. Really enjoyed it. Worked my way. uh, Worked during the day, school at night, and was fortunate enough upon graduation to land um, an opportunity at Oxford Financial Group, which is one of the largest RAAs, registered investment advisory firm, um, in the United States, privately held. Couldn't ask for a better a better place to grow a career. Uh, sat in several roles there along the way. Started off at the bottom, well, the bottom there, but in uh, reporting and um, it was financial reporting, and then went on to service and operations where I learned how everything works, like behind the scenes, uh, the good, bad, and ugly. Uh, very high risk, high stakes, cash movement, trading, all those good things, and uh, found my found my path in more on the investment side. And that was after I finished my CFP. I was like, oh, the planning's fun, but I really like the investments. Went over there, worked on the portfolios for a long period of time. When I had an opportunity to take a management role there, and um, switch from managing portfolios to managing people. Both can be a bit volatile and uh, unruly Absolutely, at yeah. times. <laughs>
0: there um, are there are bull markets in people, are there not, right? <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, a lot of uh, emotional and behavioral finance at work. Mm-hmm. Um, they act similarly. But all that being said, while I was at Oxford um, in 2016, I met Tom Cates, senior partner here at the Wellington Group, through a social connection. Actually, his brother was my husband's boss at the time, um, okay, and cool. <laughs> yeah, so we met casually and realized we were in the same industry over a dinner uh, prior, leading up to the 500. And um, he invited me, very generous man with his time and, and knowledge, and offered to meet with me quarterly. And we just discussed, obviously, you know, and boundaries of proprietary information, but discuss right. some of the of challenges course. and yes. and what I was learning moving from, you know, being a, an individual contributor to more of taking on a leadership role and, and what comes with that. And over the years, you know, our relationship grew and they had had this vision to grow the Wellington Group and needed someone to work on the business because their passion is working with our clients and working with our strategic partners and I am the opposite. I love that we have clients, but I'd rather be working on the business. So, okay.
0: um, so, so that yeah. so that raises a couple of questions. I know Mark has a whole series of questions that he's already chiming in on, but before he gets started, okay. um, you're an introvert.
2: I'm, an ex- I'm, I'm just over an extrovert. I'm technically I'm an extrovert. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. Meaning, you like to research and think things. See, introvert most people think that introverts are just shy and it's that's not it it's that they process before communicating they think things through unlike mark and i who are like beyond the scale of extroverts we don't think we just say and then we have to like ask for forgiveness later right (laughs) we're the opposites right so okay so that's very interesting and it's very suitable for the financial industry. And I I, that's, that's, that's excellent. So you mentioned something about um, uh, the Wellington group. So tell everyone kind of what is the Wellington group? What do they do? Who's their main client base? Like, who do the who, who are the clients that you serve? Are they fortune 500? Are they the C suite of certain groups? Or are they individual people? from every industry
2: For that's a great question yeah uh, so the Wellington group was formed in 1996 by Tony Bonanno long came Tom Cates in 98 and from there they've grown the team um, you and know,
0: Tony Bonanno is still involved
2: correct he is a founder he'll remain involved um, indefinitely he has no plans of stepping back from the business he just wanted to shift his role so that we can grow um, so, my
0: father, there. who is born Italian, and I'm 100 percent Italian, would ask, "Why is it not called the Banano Group, and why <laughs> is it called the Wellington Group?"
2: Tony, I'll have to answer that. I've heard a few different versions of this, so well, I'm not I quite sure. Know. The truth. I want to the father father wants give you now. that answer, and I will circle back right. back right, to you.
0: I want, okay? an, I want an email on that.
2: I oh, promise. I promise. We'll, we'll I'm true my word
0: to the episode.
2: Okay. Sounds That's
0: awesome. good. That's awesome. So I'm sorry, I was just teasing. So go ahead. No,
2: clients. Uh, we we serve a broad client base. However, our our best client, where we provide, and I define best by where we can provide the most value. Right. That is every. That could be a personal client that needs broad planning. Anything from most investments impact. to Make insurance. The most Correct. We do the full financial plan for them and educate them. If you talk to any of our advisors, they will tell you that their number one job is not to be in finance. It is to educate and to follow a process and to keep that, you know, they're setting the guardrails to keep people from bouncing all over and keep them going forward. Um, That's our job. So we also work with a lot of business owner clients and uh, medical practices. Ah, uh, okay. We can do some very unique things on the insurance side because we're able to work on both, you know, all different parts, all different aspects of wealth management. So we can serve them very well and in all capacities.
0: Mark, that's similar to our cybersecurity awareness training coaching yeah. that, that we do.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, everyone. Mark and I are really excited about an upcoming episode you will not want to miss. The legendary leaders of the Wrigley Media Group. Yep, those Wrigleys. David Bertram and David Kadiam join us in a discussion of their legendary Wrigley brand, which dates back to the 1800s. They are truly a poster child for the longevity of a strong and powerful, positive brand. They explain how the leadership team of Wrigley Media Group now includes an Emmy Award-winning producer, an Emmy-nominated writer, A former film animator with credits like Spider-Man 3 and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. A producer who's worked with DreamWorks, Walt Disney Pictures, and HGTV's Fixer Upper. Their group has set its vision on growth and bringing Hollywood to the Midwest. Namely, Lexington, Kentucky. They are surely soon to be a challenger against big names like Turner Broadcasting and Warner Brothers. David and David explain the group is in its 20th year overall and at its helm is Miss D. Wrigley Miller. She's the granddaughter of Philip Wrigley, the longtime owner of the Chicago Cubs, and the former CEO of the Wrigley Corporation, owner of Wrigley Field and Wrigley Gum. Come listen, and they are so engaging. The credits that this group has include hit primetime productions on Travel Channel, DIY Network, HGTV, and Food Network. Their team has worked on hit shows, including Man Vs. Food, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations, Expedition Unknown, and more when we evaluate the epic brand Wrigley Media Group.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, um, Aaron, we talk a lot about uh, culture on here as well as brands, obviously, but culture is a big piece of what makes a brand the brand. And just kind of looking back is how you came up through the ranks and and how you really progressed in your career uh, with Oxford. Would you attribute that? Obviously there was a lot of hard work and dedication involved on your part, but typically we see that um, when there's an open culture to growth and the right culture is there to encourage that type of growth and that leadership from any position. Was was that maybe the case that you had
2: there at Oxford? I have provided several opportunities to grow there. So so yes, I, I was fortunate enough to always have, you know, I, I worked with several excellent professionals many of whom are still there today Uh, but even outside that organization always having mentors I think it started I learned about culture in our family business and they you know the family business is still there but the family's no longer intact and that's part of my passion my why 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 am I here to help Tony why did I rise at Oxford through the ranks and and find those opportunities and seek guidance It's because I don't want anyone to ever go through what our family went through. Right. And that culture. And I love that you guys focus on it. It's part of what made me want to be on with you all today is, is trust, right? Trust is the basis. That is the foundation. You can do nothing
0: for the listeners. You were not easy to even get on here. Like (laughs) usually like I, I reach out to CEOs of like, you know 800 million dollar companies and they're like oh yeah we'll, we'll we'll join we'll join like they're they're like signing up to be on and i'm like aaron's not like agreeing to be on like i've got to like prove my case, <laughs> you make a case i'm case like for yourself, what right? is the deal who are these people i want them more now so that's
2: great <laughs> I, I didn't see it right away but... it's
0: good i'm excited about it that's great that's that's a huge compliment coming from me let me tell you
2: Thank you. I do take it very seriously and and I'm humbled by that, Um, especially being newer to the role. It's so nice to be able to share what I've learned and the the bumps along the way and and seek out people who have been in a similar role. For a longer period of time and learn from them, you know, always learning and trying to get better at this. There's no manual or guidebook that's like, "Oh, here you go," <laughs> you know. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> this is what all young female CEOs have done in the financial industry before. Like, you cannot yeah. figure that out, right? Well, let yeah.
1: me ask. Before we started, um, Aaron, you and I were kind of talking. You said that you guys are kind of back to a back to work type model now, and we'll talk a little bit about the pandemic and how people have had to shift. Um, with you just walking into your role, you know, what nineteen months ago, um, being in a very uh, people centric industry, what kind of changes have you guys made? What effect has that had? Where are you? Where are you now? You want to tell us a little about that?
2: Sure, of course. Yes, there's nothing like um, experience to educate you, right? So walking in, <laughs> yeah. walking into a new role, uh, and then bam, hit with a, a pandemic. And then the world changes exactly it was challenging but i'm really excited because part of why they brought me on was to you know just take a lay of the land and one of the things that we did first the very first thing we did was found you know really good partners in technology and brought our technology up to speed all of our you know just all everything that needed done for this environment we did just ending in december um yeah it, and we remodeled our entire space during that time as well so last the first 12 months were very much uh we were just disrupting and rebuilding the foundation uh, of the technology and the physical space so when the pandemic hits our team wasn't even akin to bringing their laptops home at night so right. that was new so they was were always very change it was a cultural <laughs> shift yes very much so it's very traditional work environment and um I could not you know give enough accolades to the to the team for adapting so quickly especially given that this is all they've ever done and the next day you know when this started to happen I believe it was the end of end of Mar- or middle of March yeah, middle and on March. Yep. yep, St. Patrick's Day yep. so on St. Patrick's Day I sent an email out and I said We're shutting down the office. We had an exposure risk early on. It was so scary Um, on our floor. Someone had been near someone who had passed from COVID, one of the first cases here in Indiana. And all I could do instinctually, and maybe it was like my maternal instincts before my uh, business instincts is like, we have to get everybody safe and like, just stay at home and we'll figure it out. And our IT teams are great. They were um, great partners in all of this. Everyone was set up. We, we hit go and we winced and the team, phenomenal. We learned just how many capabilities and how well we could do remotely, that it's definitely going to change how we do things going forward. All that being said, in June, we opened the doors voluntarily for our team to come back, still not seeing clients. We've been doing all of our client meetings just like we're doing right now. Um, but we opened the doors to our team to come back. We have this great new open space where everyone is far apart. Um, so there's no even concern. We don't have to do anything differently to our space. Um, but we, I feel like we're, we're very fortunate in that regard. And I know not everyone is in the same situation. And it's interesting reading some of the articles that are starting to come out about the different challenges that are going to come out of, of this conversation. Um, you, I turn it back to you guys. You talk to a lot of people. Do you see any trends developing? Any differences between people with children versus not children, and you know different generational issues? Uh, what are you seeing?
1: You know, did, that's,
0: our, did our guest just ask us a question? Yeah. No, that's oh, a, sorry.
2: Is that I okay? Think that's Is the that first okay? time that's
0: happened. <laughs> I don't ever get to say <laughs> that. That's a really good question. I never get to answer it. Well, you
2: guys are it. seeing no. all these trends in full you life. You
0: take it, Mark. You take it. I'm going to judge you.
1: Now that's, and, and that's right, because that's one of the reasons I asked that, is because the responses are so different. Absolutely. Every time. Different industries at different levels within those industries, in different market geographical areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we always get different responses. But I'd say the trend that we're seeing um, is kind of a hybrid whereby the, the office may be open, um, but they have you know, some people come in in the morning, some people you know, in the afternoon, um, some people you know, are on like a three-day schedule. Um, but I think the majority overall have found out that a lot can be accomplished. You can get a lot of work done and never set foot in an office.
0: Um, my, my view is yeah. that there's a lot of stubborn people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly, it's, it's honestly, there's to, a lot of stubborn people. Innovation. There's a lot
0: of people yeah. in every industry. I don't care what vertical you're in, what industry you're in. They believe that our employees are not working unless they're in their cubicle or their <laughs> office, and I can see them work. Yeah. And yet the people, when you judge people by metrics, KPIs, right, key performance indicators that matter – to the vision of the company, and you just judge them by that, who cares where they do it from? Let them be comfortable. Let them come and go, trust them, build a culture in which you value your people, right? And they will be fulfilled. They're not gonna be happy, right? Every day is not gonna be happy. You're happy when you win the lottery or when you close the deal. Or when you close or when you, you know, you get what you wanted that one day. But the next day you might not be happy. But overall, it's like children, right? We love our children always, but we don't like them every day, right? Because, right? I mean, we don't. Let's be honest. Parents, we don't. But we do love them every day, right? We're always there. So you create an environment in which there's trust and in which they they can feel that they can come and go, but yet they are able to be judged based on how good they do their job. And I think that in my personal opinion, this is the way it's supposed to, it should have always been. Yeah. Like, I I can't believe it took a global pandemic for people to kind of wake up to this. I've always lived my life like this. Like, I've, I've worked for major corporations. I've worked for really large law firms. I had my own consulting firm. I had my own law firm, had all these own things, and I kind of always just came and go as I went. Like, I just always did whatever needed to be done. If it made more sense for me to start my morning at home, guess what? I did it, and my boss never questioned it because I was getting stuff done. Like, that's what matters, right? Um,
1: Well, I think think part of that comes to – uh, another one of the kind of foundational beliefs that David and I share when it comes to leadership, hmm. you have know, the difference between management and leadership, right? They're huge. They, they, could, they could sit in the same seat or have the same title on the, on the door, on their office door, but they really are two different types of people as well as two different types of styles. Um, you know, where the, the leadership is saying, yeah, let's let's do whatever gets work done whatever keeps people involved, keeps them moving forward, let's keep pushing the needle forward. You know, that's more of the leadership role. I think David, yeah, was alluding to some of the, let's say old school management, but a true like manager, like, well, you know, we're not here at eight. Uh, you're probably taking more than a 60 minute lunch. You know, right, you must know?
0: not be working if you're not here at eight. That yeah, means, so that, you know, that's a like,
1: management That's
0: thing. silly, it's silly. And I'm not saying that to promote people being lazy. I'm <laughs> saying like, I'm up at 5 a.m. 4:45, 5 a.m. I work out for two hours. Mark sees it because on on days when I hit my record that I that I judge, I send him a photo. I'm like, hey, it's 7 a.m., dude. I just worked out for two hours. Where are you at? Not right. that I care where he's at, but I'm just rubbing it in his face, right? Yeah. But the point is, is like that. I'm not at the office, but by eight o'clock, I'm I'm grinding. During the day, right? I'm seriously focused. I'm present when it matters, and I think that it gets to the gets to where we have to judge work is where, what you get done. It's not where you do it from. Right. And I yep. think the pandemic has really offered that. It's made people that are very, very stubborn and and not open minded into becoming managers, right? Like I find people badgering people that aren't in the office constantly. And I'm like, dude, who cares if they're at quota and they're at sales, who cares? Like, why do you care? The dude who's in the office all the time hasn't sold anything. Like, what do you like? He's the employee you want. Cause you go to lunch with them. Like, what are you guys doing? Like what (laughs) metrics, like, are we changing the rule? It's like, they're playing a different game. And I don't understand it, because I thought that if you're in, and I'm just talking about sales, obviously, but I'm just saying, if we're just talking about the industry of sales, then we're talking about closings and quota and things like that. Well, if that's the metric, then judge them on that. Don't judge them on whether they're in the office, who cares?
2: I don't want well, to. You, you know what office. that goes back to? It's making them feel better, not the associate. It makes them feel better to know that someone's right outside the absolutely.
0: door. Plus, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And this is uh, Simon. We are advocates. We are religious followers of Simon Sinek. Evangelicals. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a
2: fan. We cool. absolutely
0: are. But honestly, we live it. We actually do. And, and here's why. Because if you. Create a safe environment. What I mean by that, in concrete terms, is Mark works for me. Mark, you're not getting fired. You won't get fired. Now bust your ass. Like seriously (laughs) bust your ass. If I need you Sunday at 9.30 p.m., you're going to be there Sunday at 9.30 p.m.
1: Like last week, Friday,
0: like last Sunday, he and I were on. We were in video with collared shirts on 930 p.m. on a Sunday, like we were at the office. Who's at the office at 930 p.m. (laughs) Nobody, but it was no big deal. Nobody but us. But the point is, is that. But on a Tuesday afternoon, I don't care if he's not in the office. Like, why would I care? Like, the point is, is, is there a need? Like, if we had a client meeting in the office and he wasn't there, I would care, right? Because that's a metric, right? Be there when you're supposed to be there, human being, (laughs) right? But other than that, it's really about trust. And we create a circle, you know, and, and I'll tell you that the difference is I've always been able to manage that way and that way I've become a leader and that way I get blood, sweat, and tear effort out of my people, as opposed to checking in at nine, I'm at the office. Checking out at five, low production. Yeah,
2: Mark, I'm gonna, because I'm I gonna back check I did in. That Is this true? Is,
1: he, is this how he manages? <laughs> yeah, it really is, and it's, okay. uh, it's one of those. Um, it's really cool. It's, I gravitated. I played a lot of uh, sports when I was younger, and I always gravitated towards uh, what you would call like a player's coach. You know, that somebody right. that would be out there running those sprints with you, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, looking back over the shoulder and hey, look, I'm in front of you. Can you catch me? And
2: <laughs> you know, that <laughs> that's that exactly how we
1: do it. That's exactly five. how we from do it. it.
2: That's and, wonderful.
1: Yeah. So when he says he's up at five, and yeah, he shoots me his, uh, his, um, uh, his tracker, and it shows he's burned you know 1,900 calories before I've literally taken put my feet on the floor out of bed. Like, ah, okay, i got to get up a little bit earlier tomorrow. <laughs> but it's one of those... Because it's
0: about inspiring. It, it's, yeah, about yeah, just, it it's about friendly competition. Like, I don't yeah. care if you're up at five. Like, of course, who cares? But yeah. the point is, is, it's just a game, right? And so I want to have fun. Like, life is really short at the end. Honestly, it's like a blink of an eye. And... I want us to make an impact and I want what other people want. We want to help change the world for a better, more positive experience. And how are we going to do that if we don't work hard? If you don't work hard, you're not going to do that. And so how do I inspire people to work hard? I have to work hard. Well, I'm wired that way. I love to do it. and That, so, that much is true. Yeah, I love. I'm always working. I love it and I'm passionate about it. But I, <laughs> But I still want to be able to get people to want to work almost as much, right? Keep up. Like, try yeah. and keep up. Like, let's make it a race. You know what I mean? I'll pay whatever you wanna, whatever you want. You name the price. Just, I'll yeah. pay it to you. Let's go. Like, let's go. Let's do the race, right? Because the more we produce, the more we earn, the more happy, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's but the point is, is that the... The end result, the money is not going to make them happy. The money is not going to make them fulfilled, but the culture will, right? The fulfillment. And that's why we talked about happiness earlier. Like happiness is a day in, day out thing, right? It's like kids. But fulfillment and joy are totally different. Simon Sinek does a great speech on it. Overall, when you're aligned with the goals of the vision, right? And, And you see the impact that you're making and you see the help that you're providing people then it doesn't matter what time it is in the day, because if you need time with your kids, you've got it. Yeah. No, one will, I would never interrupt Mark if he needs time with his kids when I need him. And he's like, hey, I'm picking up my daughter early today. It's two o'clock, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go, man, let like, go. Like there's no obligation like this. There's, there's no, there's no me telling him how I'm working out at two o'clock, he's with his daughter. Like, I, that, I I, hold that sacred, and then when I say I really, really need you because this client's screaming at us, we better be there, right? Right. That's, yeah. the, that's the exchange, this mutual trust. Hey everyone, Mark and I are really excited about a special feature we have coming up about the rise and the challenges of this technology transportation company that has literally changed the world. It experienced explosive growth, but had constant controversy, making it one of the most fascinating companies to emerge over the past two decades. The firm, which was founded back in 2009, soon grew to become one of the highest-valued private startup companies in the world. And yet its leadership, culture, and business practices have all been called into question, and the brand itself has been under seemingly constant attack. Join us as we explore the rise, the challenges of this technology, transportation company, we've all used it, and the leaders who are now trying to save it today. Join us as we discuss the rise and fall of Uber Technologies. Does that make sense now that I'm now that you and I are being interviewed by <laughs> yeah. Aaron?
1: I loved it. I liked
0: that. Damn, man. how'd she do that?
1: What that was the, a good move.
0: First time that's ever happened. I feel awesome. I feel
2: vulnerable. Well, I agree. Trust, trust is the foundation, right? If you don't have that, you can't do anything else. But I think she should be a CEO. To,
0: She's a good leader. Yes.
2: Second to trust, Just you have to have curiosity. Curiosity, right? That makes an organization grow. Be curious, you know. Look, look yep. beyond that. That people are—they're not going to be able to feel safe in being curious if they don't have that trust first. Exactly. Okay, so That's now let's point. turn this around. That's
1: a great point. So,
0: what is your culture like? If I if I ask some of your employees, if I ask Mark, who obviously ate a Chick Fil A, <laughs> right? Yum. We love Chick-fil-A, by the way. We love Chick-fil-A. If Chick-fil-A ever wants to sponsor us, we are here for you, man. <laughs> Who
2: doesn't, right? Who doesn't? More like, chicken. Who doesn't
0: love Chick-fil-A? They're like the most polite people in the world. <laughs> they like, spill stuff. They're like, my pleasure. Let me, let yeah. me, let me clean up your slop. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Okay, sorry. Um, what is your culture? If we went and interviewed one of your employees,
1: what would they say about you?
2: Well, I, I just left money on all their desks, so hopefully good thing. I just have this would be the time to ask
1: them. This would be the time to ask them. Um,
2: <laughs> joking is so joking, unfair. You is joking so unfair died. to be
0: involved in wealth management and me to ask that question. That's <laughs> so unfair.
2: So, but wealth management is an important component of it because our culture is evolving to one of trust, to one of openness. This industry, in general, doesn't lend itself to being necessarily, at least by stereotype. I would say, I would argue differently. No, not at all. And you be, but not being one that's really exciting and on you know, open and it's more buttoned up. It's more conservative. You're working with people's finances. It's very serious. Right. right. Yeah. So, I I mean, no one dies if we make a bad trade, but it it does have implications that are very serious. That being said, um, it's time to break down a lot of those barriers and those mentalities because, you know, especially even, you know, older generations, but actually the younger ones too – they want someone to be more relaxed with them for the most part. I'm I'm generalizing, but you have to start building that culture internally or it's not going to
0: flow. You mean more authentic, more human, human. because I mean, we, I grew up, you're 38 ish. So I'm a little bit senior and I grew up in the eighties and nineties and we were options traders. I come from a, a stock market family that traded on the CBOT, and we were very, very familiar with that market. Like, we're very, very familiar with it. And so, you know, if you ever saw the movie with Eddie Murphy trading places, like, that's (laughs) our life. That's what I grew up valuing, right? And so that is what it is. That does not lend yourself to good culture. Let me tell you, those guys in that movie destroyed someone's human life over a dollar, right? Yeah. Like that's that is the antithesis of what I actually wound up growing up to be, and yet we still grew up in the same environment. And so, yeah. what you're saying is, you guys are evolving, right?
2: Yeah. There's there's two things, and so now, what I, if you took a which survey is huge, of which saying, is Huge
0: for that industry. I mean, like,
2: I would, let's yeah. not
0: underestimate that. Just like that's magnificent that that you've actually set that as a vision. To yeah. as a target to reach. That's yeah,
2: goal one, set the trust. We've done that. And from step two is the curiosity, like challenge the way that we've been doing things, both internally and with our clients. Like, are these still valid? Are these still the best? How do we get better? Because you aren't going to get better until you start challenging the norm or, or how things have been. So that's what we're doing now. And And, you know, one of the things people say all the time is, oh, knowledge is power, power, power. Well, only a real small percentage of people actually want power. What people want is to be empowered, and knowledge does that. I mean, knowledge is empowerment. That's That's
0: exactly right. So this is a perfect time for us to take a segue and play a little brand culture trivia.
2: I'm so nervous about this. Oh, I bet you are, introvert.
0: I bet you are. I know you're technically an extrovert, but... Well,
2: I don't like to lose. I hate losing. I'm calling you an introvert. Obviously, you're competitive.
0: So that's good. So we're going to play a little brand culture trivia.
2: Okay.
0: And then we're going to come back. So let me play the intro. I have no phone to to
2: look. And
0: then we will come back, and I will ask question one.
2: Ladies and gentlemen...
0: Welcome everyone to Brand Culture Trivia, where the points don't matter, but the brand does.
1: In this segment, we play a trivia game against our guest. I'm your host, Mark Mosier, along with my co-host, David Morrow. David, tell us about the rules and the awesome prizes.
0: Absolutely, the rules are as follows. You get to guess as fast as you can. You get as many answers as you want. And the first one to give the right answer wins a point. The first contestant to three points wins the game what do you get if you win glad you asked you get 14,684 brandology bucks what is that worth those are absolutely worthless but we might send you a sticker for playing so let's get started with brand culture trivia
1: david why don't you spin the wheel of trivia and see what our first question is
0: all right here i go it is a heavy heavy wheel I'm going to say a company slogan, and you're competing against Mark Mosher, who okay. has yet to win. However, he did almost win this morning. I will tell Uh-oh. you, it was very close. Almost. He he was right up there. It was very very close. For example, "Just Do It," Nike. Nike. All right. I
2: thought <laughs> oh that was a question. Um, <laughs> <I got> it. Breakfast
0: <laughs> uh, Champions, <laughs> Wheaties.
2: Wheaties. Okay.
0: Exactly. That's the game. Okay.
2: I'm feeling warmed up now. Okay. <laughs> That's stuff. what it
0: is. Got milk? The California milk. milk Processor Board. Nobody would ever know that, but it's like the, the dairy industry, right? So, okay. All right. Let's go. Question one. Okay. First one to three points wins. Question one The best a man can get?
2: Gillette. Wow!
0: Congratulations, <laughs> Mark. I use one every day, and I use a Gillette. Thank you very much. In case <laughs> Gillette is looking, um, okay. Congratulations, one to nothing. All right. Hmm. <sighs> there are things money can't buy. For everything else, there's Mastercard.
1: Maybelline. Wow. Maybelline? Maybelline. (laughs) Rhymes. It's a verb. I don't know. It seemed like it fit.
0: Maybelline A is not a verb. B, it doesn't (laughs) rhyme. What are you talking about? Drink your Chick-fil-A. Okay. It's two to nothing. This is the part where I have to do basic math for Mark. Mark, you had 100,000 times as many points as you have right now. She would still be winning. Okay, here we go. We're going on to the next one. I bet she doesn't know this one.
2: Oh, uh, pressure. All
0: for freedom, freedom for all. Oh, yeah, uh, Aaron. Oh, freedom I it. for all. The company slogan. This is the people that use this product. America day, don't something. Know this.
2: America. Uh, all crazy. for freedom,
0: freedom for all. Don't you Google it, Aaron. I'm
2: that's not. Manager, uh, your Wealth
0: manager, hands uh, up. Hands up during this. Hilton, can,
1: uh, Hilton Hotels.
2: Free people.
0: Keep the going. Nike. All earlier. I didn't say just do it. I said all for freedom. Freedom for all.
2: I think you're making this up. I don't think I it's, am not. It's actually,
0: real. I'm not, and it's actually. Our yeah. our brand culture trivia group over there. Well, hang on. Let me change my virtual. hang we on. may have to I'll show you. Hang may, on. You may have to
1: get the judges on this one. See
0: right right here. So my <laughs> my group here. They're oh right here. It's all the people back here. You see I them, see
2: them now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they are the ones that supply me with the answers here.
2: And they come uh, out they with the said, no, this is
0: a <laughs> this is a formal question. All for freedom. Freedom for all. It is a mode of transportation. Ford.
2: Bus. Some bus. Amtrak. Um,
0: We've had that in the past. No. Close.
2: Greyhound. Greyhound bus. Uh, Mega bus. Keep going. Airplanes. Oh, all spirit. American spirit. Keep going. Um, That's cigarettes, right?
1: Freedom. Freedom. (laughs)
0: Back to cigarettes. Think of freedom. Go back to your parents. Eagle.
2: Eagle. Um, Prince
0: days, who was, who was the most free in the movies? Prince?
2: The hippies?
0: Yes. And what did they drive?
2: Oh, a Volkswagen bus. bus. No. Volkswagen bus. Beagle. Yes.
0: Beagle. A Beetle. Keep going.
2: Beagle. The Volkswagen
0: Beetle? <laughs> when I give you the answer, you guys are going to kill me. Come on. What else did they do? Skateboards. Think of the movie Easy Rider.
2: Motorcycle Harley Davidson. Yeah. Yes. Yes! got it. it! Wow, you you had to drag me there. Like there was there was a
0: I literally had to drag you <laughs> there. Aaron and I that was worth <laughs> it. The whole way. That
2: was worth it. That was great. My parents weren't even in the sixties. They were hippies.
0: That was God, I mean, that was. Fantastic. Nobody has gotten that one, including contestants <laughs> who drive them on a regular basis. Yeah, they, don't kind of even, a they don't like... even know. So honestly, I think that's a lesson in brand
1: management. Yeah, shame on the marketing like, team.
0: Shame on the marketing team for Harley <laughs> Davidson, who, by the way, let's give them credit, have built a great brand. Like, oh yeah, people law, people. That is people have brand Harley brand. Davidson the brand tattooed on their bodies right <laughs> let's think about that brand. they have their their brand tattooed on their bodies and yet we don't even know that the slogan for harley davidson is all for freedom freedom for all
2: you, you kind of don't need this. it you know
0: right i mean if you're gonna get a tattoo of it you yeah know. i yeah. got the slogan tattooed that's on pretty cool
2: the visual is so powerful that you don't need the words. It's like how I use right. my face. Everyone's like, hey, you don't have a poker face. I'm like, it's so much easier than using all those words. You just use your face. <laughs> I mean, the visual That's
0: great. <laughs> well, congratulations. You are the winner of 16864 wow. Brandology Bucks. Wonderful. And that is a lot. We I'll have on, on our
2: e-commerce
0: oh, yeah, page. We have Offside a convertible. Oh yeah, we've got a convertible Jaguar, a Rolls Royce, a trip to Cancun. All these things, just enjoy. Just enjoy. wonderful.
2: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome, Mark. I mean, our accountants you. will. Our people will be
2: with your people,
0: and we will offshore everything. All funds get transferred to an offshore account because of. Like the exchange rate between the US dollar. Well,
2: I can't accept that being in in the financial services industry. So I'm going to have to disclaim all of the products. There you go. We'll work work on a gift to to charity. Please donate.
0: We can live to see another episode. That's great.
1: That's (laughs) excellent. All right, Mark, you're up. Yeah, I was curious earlier when we were talking, and this is kind of really a common thread we've seen. With a lot of the guests that we have on, is a lot of them typically can relate to a to a mentor or someone that, that helped them along the way. Did you had you had mentioned someone before? Um, can you elaborate maybe a little on that?
2: Of course, I've uh, had a handful of mentors for whom I'm very very grateful. Um, growing up in financial services industry, it's most of my mentors uh, have been older males. So it's been um, interesting learning learning from them and being given opportunities to work alongside a, a male-dominated industry and just how open. I mean, if you look at, at Tom and Tony, Tom who served as one of those mentors for, for a few years and we still make time for that now even in this role, um, you know, open up you know, opening up the, the industry and making it a priority, as well as uh, some of the females that I've had that have, you know, reached out either horizontally or someone helping to raise you up in the industry and giving you a seat at the table. I think with, with anything, it's it's one, sharing their experiences. Here's what I've gone through. Here's what I've witnessed. And so having a diverse group of mentors has been very important to me um, it, in the Industry that is not as diverse as, as it should be, and and likewise, I've been so, mentored up by people younger than me.
0: Let me ask this for the for the females, because our audience and our message has been female leadership. Correct, Mark?
1: Yeah, we have we have a lot of. Um female entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, CEOs, founders of...
0: If you March look Fonds, at any of the prior episodes, it's all about really, female leadership. We've been leadership. really
1: blessed with a, a great uh, run of, of female leadership, and we're actually going to do a uh, symposium sometime uh, in the end of the year uh, yep. on female leadership. So, yeah, We're
0: going to have a... we are Yeah, we're going to have like a summit of female leaders, and we invite okay. you to... To join, yeah, we would love for you to be a part of it. Absolutely, that.
2: I'd be honored to. Thank you, you be, for that. You would I'll be, you would be
0: excellent. You would be excellent for that. You were the Let me exec- ask you this: yeah. because of all the male people in the male-controlled industries, right? You're in wealth finance, wealth management, <laughs> like stocks. There's nothing more fraternity, or frat boy, or bro culture, right? then the stock market, then finance, right? That is where testosterone reigns. So how have you managed and how have you dealt with that? And, and, and on a personal level, how have you dealt with that with, with your husband, right? Like, I'm surrounded by all these aggressive guys. Like, how do you deal with that? Because they want to know. I'm telling you, our listeners want to know that because that's really important. Is that okay to ask? If it's not, we can ask. Nothing,
2: I am not easily offended or upset or or scared to discuss issues such as this. I think it's important um, that people hear. And the first, before I answer, I will answer your question, but what I wanna make sure we get in and it gets heard is that it is critical that more students, learn about the opportunities and financial services and how diverse it is you know they might hear about accounting or banking but there's a plethora of jobs that relate to this field or in this field that people just don't talk about and so something and I shouldn't even say this out loud being recorded um, because it'll commit me to it but something I'm very passionate about is getting into the schools and using my network. um, It's weird to think that I have a voice and a platform, but I've been given one, and I wanna take that opportunity to find outlets to use my network, shrink it, package it, and deliver it to people so that there are more women. Um, There's a a young lady that just graduated Notre Dame, brilliant, Um, we were talking through all this. I mean, here she is graduating college a year early from one of the top rated universities in the entire world, a great job lined up. And we're talking about, you know, I'm asking her about what's your experience been like? I can't even imagine what it's been like to have all these big first rites of passages and what's supposed to be such a cool time and your senior trip and so on. And, um, you know, she's talking me through it all. And, you know, she's taking it with such grace and poise and I would have never been that mature at her age. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm talking about hiring and diversity and she is a black female and I'm talking about the recent, you know, she's like, well, you know, you're in a position now where you can make a difference. And I said, well, even last time I looked to hire the the candidate pool wasn't there. And and she said, you know what? No, this will drop you to your knees because it it sure is heck did me. She said, you need to try harder and look harder Then. Yeah. And I thought she is one hundred and ten percent right. And if yeah. the the base isn't there to have more women, more races, more color, more more anything, um, if you want then- me to make
0: the change, you go and find the people of color, the females, the minor- the minority status, whatever it is, right? Whoever's being yeah. exploited at the time, you reach out across the aisle and you find the answer.
2: Yeah, and I think the biggest way to tackle that is by starting in the educational systems and, and broadening it up that those opportunities even exist because hopefully then in a few years we start to see more people interested in this line of work because the, the interest is, you know, people think it's all math. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. not. I promise it's not all math. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of relationship building, quite honestly, and, and that's what we do is we build relationships with people and um and that's more important than not more important but it it connects more than it does you know the more commoditized nature of of the actual investments or plans or or whatever itself you can get that anywhere all that to say back to your question (laughs) sorry that was my oh that was really good So what have you done hold on what i wanted to say is I've, i've
1: i've really liked what you had to say and i appreciate your sharing that and your transparency um we have had on this podcast we've had on um, a long tenured um, professor from Notre Dame in the actuarial department mm-hmm. extremely successful went on to, to own and, and grow multiple financial large corporations Tom, uh, Tom. And, right and yes, he's got an incredible grounding um a great moral compass i know you know we could approach him about something like that we work uh, we just had on uh, knox college uh, david's alma mater we just had um a group on from them on a previous cast we also do work with franklin college right there on south of indianapolis i would i will pledge my efforts to try and help get that out there as soon as you you know we figure out what that message is and how you condense you. that how you it, so please look to me as a resource i'd love to get behind something like
2: that. i appreciate it and i'll take you up on it it's still that's crystallizing it. a bit in in my head but as it as uh we get you know pen to paper i will uh, definitely take you up on that and i appreciate yeah. you being a that's resource
1: good. yeah no yeah. i think that's good i, I really like that yeah so back to, i think we were talking about mentors
2: yes <laughs> and being a woman in this industry and my husband and what he feels yes um, I mean, I think it speaks to my husband alone, the fact that I have the career that I've been fortunate enough to have, and he has a busy career as well. He travels, you know, internationally in oh, wow. uh, account management he's grounded right now so i've been taking run of the land <laughs> 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 taking advantage of it. i'm like oh you happen to be home okay yeah. Oh, <laughs> usually, we're, is... yeah. usually it's a bartering system oh so if you're yeah. out of town this week then so yeah. um <laughs> anyways but yeah he's been ultra supportive i couldn't do what i do without a supportive partner there's actually an interesting uh Harvard Business Review article I read the other day about how someone with my profile would either have to be with a supportive partner or alone forever. So yeah, well, I
1: don't know no, we see that we see some of some of the most successful people that yeah. that we talk with and we interview um, really attribute a lot of it to a great strong partnership, yeah. um, you know, with their significant other. And that's what gives them the ability and the, the foundation to kind of forward from so uh, yeah, and the alternative we have seen as well is you just don't have that, and you got to work equally hard to, to make things happen sometimes.
2: Exactly, exactly. So if he ever up and runs away, I think that'd be the the alternate route. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I he's a saint for uh, putting up with me as much as he he does. That's for sure. Um, but no, he's he's good and supportive in that role with regards to you know well, how do you
0: he be though? I mean like. It's hard. I mean, the traditional roles that we've all grown up with, right, Mm -hmm. is is that, you know, um, it's equal partnership. But when your wife is the CEO of a company, there are several men that will struggle with that. And and I think that the time has come when female leadership is really to recognize what's the difference. I wouldn't have to struggle if you were the CEO, right? Why should you struggle if I was? K- meaning ego aside, put the ego aside, right? And just be a partner.
1: Yep. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Let me, let me ask. We're kind of wrapping up. We're coming up against the hour here, and oh wow. Yeah, I know, right? Time flies when you're having fun. Um, yeah. Well, you crushed Mark in. Uh, <laughs> I know. You when... did. That kind of hurt. There's like a. There's like a footprint on the side of me as you walk over
2: <laughs> I've been banned from several games people won't play euchre with me yeah. oh
0: that's <laughs> hilarious people won't play euchre with you, no. that's great you could see Aaron's report card I'm putting card that, that in cool. the, I'm I'm writing up the summary right now and <laughs> people her report card play won't play with euchre them with, with them her either
1: or... <laughs> Well,
2: people who don't, people who want to win will play with me on yeah. my team
1: exactly right. exactly well, one of the things we like to do and thank you so much for your time and sharing that that's um I really want to continue our conversations one is we look to have our um, our female leadership summit sometime later in this year I'd really like to have okay. you involved in that and again I do pledge my uh, alliance with you to to get that message out through the colleges to earn to get that recruiting ability and to reach that platform that you need to to continue to grow and create those opportunities within your industry I totally get behind that so keep me keep me posted um one thing we do like to ask right at the end just to kind of lighten it up and make it personal okay and the listeners like it because the here again it's another one the answers are so just widespread and all over the board and this is really serious so i want you to think really hard about this um, Sorry. when you were a child what did you want to be when you grew up
2: uh, an attorney. I wanted to be an attorney. Oh, wow. I Just knew like it. that. That
1: was good. I was actually on <laughs> I my way to it. law
2: school. On my way to law school. The last minute, things fell apart. Never ended up going. Oh, they did not
1: fall apart. They, <laughs> they really I'd say, together. I'd say they fell together. Yes.
2: <laughs> hey, like Steve Jobs says, looking back, all the pieces aligned. I would have made a terrible lawyer. I would have been bored <laughs> to tears reading his <laughs> face right, and I'm so glad that there's so many wonderful professionals who love to do that. And uh, But I would not I have a wonderful any of that. So well, no, yeah, we, that's what I wanted to do. Not super exciting, but... Um, no, we've it is
0: very from, exciting. I was one. I graduated from a little law, law, law school, passed the bar. Very nice. Practiced for a decade or so and <laughs> bolted. Yeah. Because what I type
2: would, of law? I do not type want to be man. around
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's a very, very challenging career. It's an excellent yeah. career, right? It's a noble yep. career, but it is something you absolutely have to be married to. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely have to be married to. But don't for a second think that things did not align because yeah. I took that experience and brought that into business to be positive And that's what it's about. Yep. So, and you're, you are doing the exact same thing.
2: Thanks. Yeah. I did want to. I did want to add one last thing. Absolutely. Because uh, I didn't fully answer your question, but you asked how I worked with all the males in the field. Yeah, because that's
0: important. Like. Yeah. Like my. This is not my just my daughters a male wanna know thing. that. Like my daughters want to know that. Like young females want to know that. Like we're entering a. We're sitting in meetings with fifteen men. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do, Dad? Right. Like, how do they act? How do they like? Do they act pretty? Do they act smart? Do they? <laughs> What do they do? Like, how do they do it? And I have no clue because I'm one of the 15.
2: Yeah. it's. I was fortunate to be completely unaware for a large portion of my career. So I didn't know um, that I was different. I really wasn't. I thought, oh, I'm just sitting here. I didn't even have any reality That's check true. at all. But now how how it works is that, and it's with everyone, not just the men in the room it's with everyone is that you I I always try to meet someone where they are like wherever they are if I can come to them and and get to know them a little bit that's that's where the connection happens that's where people get to know each other on a human level and build build a little bit which isn't natural for me to to do that usually I want to cut straight to business Um, but in doing that it's definitely nurtured a lot of those relationships male or female so that's that's been it but you know you can look pretty people like talking to pretty people your daughters can look pretty all day long you know have something upstairs they'll go far (laughs) everybody Uh, has a different toolbox right you use your toolbox and you maximize your strengths and you go from there but everybody's looks a little different
1: no that was good excellent thanks for sharing everything i think um there's a lot of value in a lot of the words you had to say. And I know the, the listeners have found a lot of value in it and uh, we'll have to have you back on again. I, I, I like yep. having you on a good interview. This has been fun. Yeah. yeah you are, you're a good you.
0: positive influence.
1: Good <laughs> yeah. Positive really like energy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. I like that a lot. Well, thank you, Aaron. We appreciate the time and thank you so much. And, uh, appreciate and we'll
2: be that. Again soon. Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for thinking of me and, and providing this opportunity. It's been so much fun. I look forward uh, to reconnecting in the future. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're have a
1: and a link. We're going to have a rematch. Yeah. Oh,
2: you're, will, on. you're on.
0: There will be a rematch and the, uh, a link to your organization will be in our uh, story on our
2: website. Thank you. I can never be a resource or help out in any way. Please let me know. I'd I'd be glad to do so.
0: You guys, you're an Thank excellent you. leader. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, you Thanks. guys too. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Yeah. Hey everyone, Mark and I are really excited about an upcoming episode you will not want to miss: the legendary leaders of the Wrigley Media Group. Yep, those Wrigleys. David Bertram and David Cotiam join us in the discussion of their legendary Wrigley brand, which dates back to the 1800s. They are truly a poster child for the longevity of a strong and powerful, positive brand. They explain how the leadership team of Wrigley Media Group now includes an Emmy award-winning producer, an Emmy-nominated writer, a former film animator with credits like Spider-Man 3 and the Lord of the Rings trilogy, a producer who's worked with DreamWorks, Walt Disney Pictures, and HGTV's Fixer Upper. Their group has set its vision on growth and bringing Hollywood to the Midwest namely Lexington, Kentucky. They are surely soon to be a challenger against big names like Turner Broadcasting and Warner Brothers. David and David explain the group is in its 20th year overall and at its helm is Miss D. Wrigley Miller. She's the granddaughter of Philip Wrigley, the longtime owner of the Chicago Cubs, and the former CEO of the Wrigley Corporation, owner of Wrigley Field and Wrigley golf Come listen. And they are so engaging. The credits that this group has include hit primetime productions on Travel Channel, DIY Network, HGTV, and Food Network. Their team has worked on hit shows, including Man vs. Food, anthony bourdain's no reservations expedition unknown and more when we evaluate the epic brand wrigley media group mark and i want to take a moment and thank everyone that listens and subscribes to our podcast it means a lot we're truly trying to make this one that we ourselves would find interesting and find entertaining um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for subjects, great brands that have risen and fallen, great case studies, or fantastic guests that you'd like to see, please reach out to us, brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com. That's brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com.
1: Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up.
0: No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe. Turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it.
1: Everyone, thanks for listening.